Peace and blessings, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Mind, Body, Energy, and Balance podcast. I am your host, obviously, Samut, also known as Mama Yoga, and I have my producer extraordinaire and, and uh, reluctant co-host, Flaw 700. What's up, Flaw? Hey, what's going on? <laughs> what's going on, everybody? Podcast yeah. world. Yeah, yeah. So, um... You know, we got a few things we want to talk about this week, and uh, we'll do our recap as usual. But let me start, um, as we always do, and open our podcast giving praise and honor to our beneficent ancestors upon whose shoulders that we stand, their ingenuity, their wisdom, their livelihood, their complete understanding of cosmogony and holistic systems of how to live their life. Let us embrace that. Let us awaken that within us and let this podcast, this show, this chat infuse and be vital to all those who may hear it. Ashe, peace and love. For mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. So um, we had a energetic chat last week Um I would like to see more of the health. We probably gonna have to talk more about the health um, aspects mm-hmm. of our show last week. So you want to give us a recap, a total recap, though? Yeah, a total a, a recap was um, it was very, you know, in a sense where you want to pull the audience in. There was a lot of topics that I think would would pull the audience in. Um, I think mm-hmm. we did a good job on creating conversation. This is what podcast, honestly, is for. Is to create mm-hmm. conversation. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of other podcasts, they just you know create con, you know just they just say anything to create content, and uh, it's not authentic. I think what mm-hmm. um, we do here is pretty authentic, and it brings the people in. The reels are right. on a high um, every mm-hmm. every week. We get more and more shares and more views. Like we're getting thousands of views, um, and in return, that trickles down to the YouTube videos because, you know, people want to see more. So, you know, we actually did, yeah. you know, the most views so far on YouTube as as well, just because mm-hmm. of the authenticness of what we're talking about. And it's talking to the people. So when you say let's do more health, let's do more. All of that is definitely what's going to skyrocket this podcast to the top. You know, mm-hmm. health conversation, because people want to know. Every Everybody is Googling foods, mm-hmm. health, exercise, healthy living like these are things mm-hmm. that people are actually searching for believe it or not and um this podcast is one of those ones that you need to latch on now because yeah. um it's going to be this podcast even though it's not a series mm-hmm. it's going to be one of them podcasts that if you don't latch on to it now you're going to be behind mm-hmm. and you're going to want to go back to say what did i miss Mm-hmm. So, give thanks. Yeah. Give thanks. Give thanks. Give thanks. We praise and um, very, very thankful, filled with gratitude um, for the message on my heart and the capacity to share it uh, with as many um, people as God would send my way. Because I truly believe that um, unlike the perspective that most people have out in the digital world, <clears throat> I'm not trying to talk to everybody. Mm -hmm. You know, you, you really have to be grateful and respectful of your gift, your talents and what you contribute to the world. And I'm not everybody's cup of tea. You know, I ain't looking for everybody, but I am very, very interested in shining that unk signal in the sky you know, um, of those people who will come and I can serve those people, God, the ancestors 
send my way that I could share this message uh, of empowerment, of healing, of balancing the mind, body, and energy. So I'm with you, Flaw. You know, we're going to use more topics. You know, if something happens in the celebrity, you know, weird world that is relevant to helping us understanding how to balance our mind, body, and energy and relevant from that perspective, then um, I'll share that because it's relevant. Yeah. But this is not a gossip channel, honey. This is not a gossip podcast. That We don't, what is happening in that, you know, world is really not my business. And one thing, <laughs> if you're everybody's cup of tea, and you're right. nobody's cup of tea. Yep. Yep. You're just sitting on the shelf. Remember that. If you're everybody's <laughs> choice, you're nobody's choice. Think right. About it. Right. Right. That's like, you know, a chick her whole life. She's been with all these dudes. You know, it's not likely that she's going to be chosen uh, or have the 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 uh, opportunity to to be wiped up. Mm-hmm. You know, so makes it harder. Makes it harder. <laughs> makes it harder. They don't want to hear that, but it does make it harder. <laughs> Yeah, it makes it harder, you know. So, um, so yeah, we we're thankful. We're thankful. Um, one of the things we wanted to talk about today um, is I was listening to one of the podcasts I listened to, uh, and a lot of the stuff that um, I like to listen to for my own uh, benefit may seem off brand to people. Mm-hmm. It may seem like Mama Yoga. I didn't know you was into, or you would. But my, you know, I've I've often said that I am so blessed in my capacity to see God everywhere. Like I can see God everywhere, you know? So it doesn't matter to me. Uh, I, I can, as they say in the South, chew the meat and spit out the bone, even though I don't eat meat, but y'all know <laughs> what I'm saying. <laughs> you know, so I was listening to one of my favorite podcasts, um, uh, the Dave Ramsey show, and he has this program uh, and he had on, um, uh, it's not his um, debt scream thing, it's Entree Leadership, where he's using his brand and his style of uh, teaching and coaching to help people become um, better entrepreneurs, right? So uh, he had a guest on, and I'm sorry, I don't have a gentleman's name. I could look it up here. Um, I should have wrote it down, but I didn't. Anyway, he had a guest on that wrote a book called um, Hustle Like an Immigrant or something like that. And it's talking about how immigrant communities are coming to America or have come to the United States and are really like killing the entrepreneur game. Like they are, I think the stats were in the, in the United States, the last two years, 28% of the businesses, successful businesses uh, were started by uh, immigrant communities, right? And one of the things that he talked about was one of the main differences is a, a, a position of um, gratitude, and not taking the opportunities here in the United States for granted. Coming from countries where oftentimes they can't even, you whatever money you earn is communal, so you don't get to, you know, you don't, you have to give all what you earn into a pot and then you're doled out 
by the um, administrators or the leaders of the country or whatever. You know, you can't start a business in some of these countries. Like, it's not possible. You have to do what the government says that you have to do. So these people come to the United States and they are in such um, a fever of um, acceptance and gratitude for the opportunity to go from zero to multimillionaire in a lifetime. They do not feel entitled. They feel grateful. And I think that that spoke to me very strongly because that is an issue within American society, period. It's a whole lot of entitlement, but specifically African-Americans. Y'all can feel how you want to feel, but if you just take a moment and observe, you'll see what I mean, right? Part of the reason why we are not um, progressing on the whole, let me back that up, because we we got some fabulous ass African-American, uh, Black folks born in America that's doing the darn thing, mm-hmm. you know? And it just so happens that the ones making the noise and the people that the media want to completely or consistently use to uh, show us in a negative light, they make those louder, right? They make those people, uh, they put them in front of our face a lot more. But the truth of the matter is the majority of our people in this country are doing okay. It's just disproportionate to the majority of other people, right? Other communities in the United States where we may have 80% crime rate, they may have 10. So that's the one of the biggest differences. But what I still see amongst those uh, of Black people in this country is a sense of entitlement and a sense of, if you will, victimhood. Come on here, Mama Yoga. What you talking about, child? I'm playing with this head wrap because it keeps <laughs> sliding down. This reality podcasting, y'all. If it's crooked, don't worry about it. Remember how the brothers used to wear their fedoras on the side? That's how my head, my headdress going to be today. It's just going to be off to the side. It don't worry about it. It looks straight, though. <laughs> huh? It looks straight, though. Okay, it's good. It's yeah. me, then. Victimhood. What do you mean by that, Mama Yoga? We not victims. When you are standing in the space that somebody owes you, that handicaps your psychological and indeed physical, your mind, body, energy capacity to produce, to move forward, to exact what it is you want from all of the resources that you have around you or what you mean. Okay, so we are Black folks in America, those of us that have been here, foundational African-Americans, foundational Black people that have been in this country through the enslavement, through the capture of our people, the forced labor, the forced work, um, you know, and no compensation. Um, There is a subconscious seed of, well, y'all owe me. You owe me like, and I'm a victim and I'm entitled to all the shit because you owe me. When you stand in that space, 
It's, it's much harder from a psychic level, from a spiritual level, from indeed a physical level to move out and accomplish because subconsciously you are standing in a space of entitlement and victimhood. Whether you really believe it or can feel it or not, you know, that's how people go on generational um, public assistance. You know, there's the will and the energy to strive and be successful is dampened, is dampened, is harmed, is cut off at the knees by that kind of give out. Public assistance is for when you need it. You know, I don't know nobody who haven't been able to, who hasn't not had um, a, a period in their life where they needed assistance from the government. That's what the government is there for. But generations, your mama, you, your children, your children's children, your baby dad, his mama, you know, that's not what it's about. So when I heard this man saying the immigrant communities come here with a feverish focus of gratitude and, you know, intention to burn up these entrepreneurial streets because where they came from, they had none of that. It reflected in my spirit, an understanding of, yeah, like our community is a sense of entitlement or a sense of burdenous victimhood. Now, I'm not saying the this government, these corporations, they don't owe us. Yes, they do. In fact, the reports are that they owe us something like truck 17 trillion with a T dollars from all of, you know, the free labor, not just the free labor, but the redlining, the marginalizing, the, you know, gang up to keep our people, Africans born in America, to keep us from prospering. There's a gang up. Let's not even get it twisted. There is a gang up, right? And the fact of what the corporations over the last 400 years have um, made in profit and passed on to their generations and their families. And it's corporations that's still running to this day that benefited from the free labor and the horrors of our people being captured. Those are realities that we need to have an understanding about. But what my suggestion is, is that we switch the entitlement and the victimhood perspective to, yeah, let me get out here and get this. Let me get out here and get these streets. Let me get out here and entrepreneur. Oh, that's available. That's available. That's available. And that's available. Let me get it all. Instead of, you know, staying in the space of, well, it's hard for me. Nobody's trying to help me, you know, and they should just be giving us hundreds of thousands of dollars to do what we want to do because they owe us. Yes, they owe us. Yes, they should pay their debt. Yes, they should repair the damage the economical, the social, and the um, conscious psychological damage to our community. But we cannot rest on that. We cannot wait for that. We cannot stay and be in a space of um, 
entitlement and victimhood. We must, we must pick up our shoes in mass, pick up our feet in mass and get out here and hustle it up. Hustle like an immigrant. We are in fact, the only people who did not immigrate to the United States. We didn't immigrate here. <laughs> we were for the most part, the, the, um, the, uh, what, cause there's now a whole talk and debate about, you know, that we were here already and, <laughs> you know, yeah. Okay. I get that. Probably there were, uh, an Afroid, uh, population, right. An African population in, a, in this, on this continent, we spread all over everywhere is dark or melanated people, I should say. Right. I get that. But historically, there was. There is the uh, transatlantic slave trade. Where many of our people were first taken to the Caribbean, put on the plantations, there, sugar, whatever, broken spirit, broken and then shipped to America. United States through Virginia, the Carolinas and the coastal uh, states, and then filtered out up through Texas and everywhere else, right? We can't, we cannot deny that. That's the truth, right? And the brothers and sisters that are, you know, really out here doing well and starting businesses at a huge and alarming clip, they are not standing in, well, they owe us. Well, so they owe us and, you know, we look what they did to our people. We can't do nothing. That's even more reason why you got to hustle it up. Right. They are doing it. We can name so many brothers that and sisters that are prevalent, you know, that are really showing. Their their spiritual and their business, you know, acumen out here creating entrepreneurship and, you know, taking advantage of every opportunity and not laying in, well, they owe us and they should pay us. Yeah. So hustle like an immigrant. I love that. You know, immigrant communities from all corners of the world come to the United States uh, and they start, as I said earlier, all kinds of businesses. Um, one of the other differences in black Americans or foundational Americans, uh, have foundational black Americans, right? Those of us that's been here a long time is, you know, the onslaught and the attack of our family structures and the dissolution of the cohesiveness that contributes to success and wealth and, you know, uh, building family wealth, individual wealth, personal wealth, and family and generational wealth. People from other countries that come here, immigrant communities come here pretty much with that intact. You know, their men were not taken and made uh, at these breeder farms where, you know, you got a bag over your head, you and the female are in a room and both of y'all have bags over your head. And you don't know you made to sire have sex, but you don't know you screwing your mom. This is this is this is a DNA disruption. Talk about mind, body, energy being out of balance. Mm -hmm. 
This is the history, the psychological DNA implanted, DNA destructed history of foundational Black Americans. So it's not a wonder when our men are like, I'm just going to run these hoes down. You know, in addition to the onslaught of media and society saying, you know, you know, you a simp if you love and care for a woman. What you doing caring about a woman? You ain't supposed to care for her. You're supposed to just get what you can get, make her submit. And that's that. This is destruction from a planned, you know, disintegration and annihilation of a people. Because the immigrant communities stick together. They work together because they know that mightier is the unit as opposed to the separate. They work together. They come here and they corral, they make up their, you know, plan. We're going to come here, 20 of us going to live in this two-bedroom apartment. And we all going to work for eight dollars and seventeen cents. I don't even know what the hell the minimum wage minimum is. Minimum wage, right? They we all gonna work there like that. We're gonna create, contribute to a pot. We're gonna take care of where we living at, and eventually, we're each gonna buy a property. We're each gonna buy a grocery store. We're each gonna buy whatever. You know, so these are the things that I wanted to call to our attention. Yes, they owe us. I know, but we can't rest on that. You cannot. You got to pick yourself up and do what you can do. You know, you just do. Um, I, um, you know, it's okay that other communities come and do well. The other thing I want us to stop doing is comparing us. To other people. Ain't a people in the world like foundational black Americans. We ain't like the Jewish people. We ain't like the Asian people. We're not like, you know, even Africans, African born people come here with a certain intactness that we do not have. That's been broken in foundational black Americans. So you're saying real quick, uh you're saying that, you know, because the typical conversation is always, hey, look at what the Jews are doing. Or look at what the right. Spanish community is doing. And they try That's to compare right. us to everyone else. And, you know, it kind of it just leads to a brick wall because that's just the end of the conversation. Hey, look at what they're doing. Why can't you right. do that? And then that's it. Right. Well, yeah, it is a brick wall. And I say we can look at these other communities only in the sense of, you know, I mean, if they can do it, we can do it, right? right? We are, you know, like that in that way. It, but those community, those communities don't have the obstructions that we have. So yes, we can do it, but I think a little, uh, uh, we have to find what works for us. We have to find, you know, our, um, you know, our flow. And many of us are doing it more that are out here that's tearing up and destroying, you know, the like they said, the bad apple, so to speak, the people who, you know, whose DNA has really gone um, really, really out of balance and think that they have to kill one another, kill people who look like you, rob from people who look like you and the lot of, you know, 
uh, challenging and hard circumstances, you know, it's so many more of us that's really doing well and creating these businesses and not resting on the victimhood and the entitlement. So we can turn an eye to other communities and say, okay, yeah, all right, I see what y'all doing. I see y'all. But then we have to find our own flow. We cannot, like you say, hit the brick wall. We got to find our own flow and mm-hmm. stay in our own flow and grow in our own flow. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Was you about to say something else? No, I just said, mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, the other communities, they come here, they hustle it up. They have their, they have an agreement amongst themselves of what is going to happen. And like, remember last week we talked about the agreement of, you know, when you're a part of a group, I don't think it was last um, episode, maybe two episodes back or so. We talked about being a part of a particular group and the agreements that you have within the group that make everything successful. And, you know, the consequences when you behave a certain way outside of what the rules are to that group. Right. Well, our community, we need to understand and find a different flow because first there's a trust issue, which has been inbred in us. It wasn't naturally there, just like any other people. You come together with those who look like you, those who have the same vibe as you. Vibration is relevant and important. You know, symbiotic (laughs) energy is relevant and important. And, you know, you build based on the trust and the, you know, understanding one to the other. But in our community, Foundation Black Americans, we have, you know, an inbred, consistently stoked fire of mistrust and misunderstanding, you know, and we're quick, unfortunately, to be like, oh, you know, you cannot make no mistake. You cannot do any error because we are so already alerted to, I don't think I should trust you, you know. I mean, look, you look just like me. Why should I trust you? I don't trust me. Why should I trust you? You know, so we have to find our flow. It's good to look at um, other communities, take a look, say, okay, okay, they got theirs. Right. And the first direction towards that, from my perspective, is to begin to function from gratitude as opposed to entitlement and victimhood. We got the best passport in the world. Everybody trying to get this passport, right? I'm not saying we don't have a complicated, often hurtful relationship with this soil, with the government that runs this particular part of the world and the agencies and the nefarious, you know, um, insidious intentional destruction of our communities and our people. But we hear, and it's a lot of things to take advantage of being here. Absolutely. People say, oh, you might as well go back to wherever. No, no. Our family line, the Womack family line, has been traced back to 1845. This is my land. We got blood, sweat, and tears, bones buried all up and down the high, the 95. 
This is our, we have built this space. You know, not saying we don't have connection to, you know, another place, but this is our space. This is our land. We built it here. So to begin to function from a space of gratitude and the gratitude then opens your vibration, your energy, your understanding and the flow of grace to begin to show opportunities. Entitlement and victimhood creates, as my dear flaw said, the brick wall. Mm -hmm. I did. I said that. It, you <laughs> did. You did. That was a bar. <laughs> it creates the brick wall. You're not entitled. Yes, we, yes, yes, yes. There's an, you know, there's a debt, but we can't rest on the debt. Got to get up and get it going. And gratitude opens up all of the possibilities. So what the brother, the guy, the uh, Spanish guy was saying, um, uh, about hustle like an immigrant is that from what he perceives is most of the immigrant community that he's in touch with, they all function. They're so grateful to be here and taking advantage of the resources that are here. Right now, another thing I want to touch on before I move on to the next topic or, you know, you know, is every benefit that everybody else gets coming to this country is on the backs of foundational black Americans. Every benefit. There was uh, segregation even with the Jewish community because they were not Anglican. They were not allowed to participate in certain aspects, especially in the South. Even, I don't care where you come from, our people, foundational Black people, fought to change first how we were being treated, which then allowed everybody else to receive whatever benefits that they are getting. But we're still behind the eight ball, us, because there, again, is an intentional you know, onslaught to keep us in a certain space. So, yes, come enjoy the benefits, but don't come up to me talking about it's a free country. Because mm -hmm. if it is free, it's free because our people fought to have it that way. Every benefit that you enjoy coming to this country is on the backs of our ancestors. And that is just the truth. You can like it or not. It's just the truth. You know, so our thing, foundational black Americans is to find the gratitude, find the space of gratitude, you know, and do our best. It could be a big ask. It's a big ask for people who are not trying to uplift their consciousness and trying to, um, you know, um, improve their understanding of universal flow and life. Because the focus of that type of person is, well, look how they still beating us down. Well, look how, excuse me, look how, you know, 
they owe, look how much they owe us. Look what they're doing to us. Look at this. Look at that. Every other day, somebody shooting a black man or, you know, hurting a black woman. Why? How can I focus on being grateful for being here? Hmm. It's a strong spirit for sure. The focus shifts. And so when we focus more into gratitude, not being grateful for being attacked and slaughtered, slaughtered, but being grateful for all of the other opportunities that can help lift us, lift a majority of us out of, you know, the, the hardships that we are that we experience. Uh, go ahead, Flo. No, I was saying absolutely. It's just mm-hmm. you know dealing with the public. It's a thin line, a very mm-hmm. sharp sword as to what you're saying. Like I know what you're saying. You know, mm-hmm. there's, there's some gratitude somewhere. Um, but for the last few years, we've kind of held our head. I just say we as a people, not saying you mm-hmm. and I, but we held our head on the tragedies saying, hey, mm-hmm. look at what they're doing to us. What are we going to do? And uh, we're going to march and we're going to do this and do that. And I, I get it. There's a lot mm-hmm. of things that I refuse to watch because mm-hmm. I don't want it inside of my head. But mm-hmm. you still have to understand that right. you still have the opportunity to make a difference Either way, you know, and it, and it doesn't have to be attached to those situations. Be aware mm-hmm. that things are still going on. Mm-hmm. I think that's the beauty and the ugly. We are mm-hmm. aware, but that does not stop us from being the best that we can be, from being all that we can be. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, when you're talking about this topic, you already know what type of time I'm on. Um, you know, mm-hmm. I fired my job, not because mm-hmm. um, of anything else, but for the fact that it's not going to give my spirit what I think it deserves as I go into the latter years of my life. Right. I'll be 40 right. in a few days and you got to right. sit back and go, well, that comfortability, right? Mm-hmm. Get a job, get a job, get a job, go to college, go to college, go to college, get a job, get a job, get a job. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, like you said, there's immigrants coming around, coming over here and they're doing it in a way under our noses Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then you know and this, and once again it's that excuse and I gotta bring it up it's well they don't gotta pay taxes they don't like we always wanna talk about the benefits mm-hmm. of someone else instead of looking at the benefits that we have mm-hmm. all we wanna do is focus on our shortcomings yeah, and talk about everyone's else uh, long comings if that's a mm-hmm. term just wanted to play on words so mm-hmm. um, at the end of the day yes there are some of us who been here since we've We've been born and we're starting to get it and no, no excuses shall be made. Yeah. And I think that's the mentality that we need to take on. But unfortunately, mm-hmm. most of us are waiting for someone to do something for us. So that's right. That's right. You can uh, carry that's on. Right. Mommy. Carry on. Yeah. No, it is a, you know, we've been for the, for too many foundational black Americans. We've been relegated to um, the status of baby the status of boy and girl. You need somebody else to come and take care of you. You need somebody else to give you, you know, your food, clothing, and shelter. The person who supplies your food, clothing, and shelter, you know, is the person who owns your life. That's just the reality. You don't have autonomy, you know? And the reality of it is too, immigrant communities come and they have all of their support systems in place. And even if they don't, If your family back in some country put all of their resources together and sent you to a place that the fact that you got 
all those people relying on you and you come from such, you know, a, you know, a solid family communal structure, you're going to get here and do your damnedest. You're going to work three jobs, four jobs, and then send for each one. That, that's what's, that completely is blunted within us. You know, it's very challenging for us to work together uh, on any scale, let alone that level of scale. I don't even when I was working, there was a mm-hmm. time when I would have to go to check cashing places to cash mm-hmm. my check. And let me tell you, mm-hmm. a lot of immigrants will stay. Well, they're there to not only cash their check, but to possibly send half of it, if not most of it back That's to where right. they're from. And then right. continue on with their American lives. And here, yep. Americans go, well, what I'm supposed to do with this whole check that you right. don't got to send back to your country? Like, what is this money that's in this check that you're probably mm-hmm. making? Let's be honest. You're probably making more than the immigrant. They probably took mm-hmm. pennies on the dollar. Or, mm-hmm. you know, you're probably making more per hour, but they're working longer hours and working harder. Yeah. Uh, let's take a... Let's take a um, what is it called? It's not like a, a store, basically, like a little gas station, right? Mm-hmm. You go to work for your eight, ten hours, um, and they're there every day. Yep. Let's just say your job is close to where you live, and you want to go back to that store after your working hours. Here it is, 10 mm-hmm. p.m. Guess who's still there? The guys that opened the shop at 6 a.m. Mm-hmm. And That's you know, right. they work all day. It's the same people. Mm-hmm. The same people. Uh, one time, a few years back, um, I was to see the same immigrant group of two two guys every day until mm-hmm. I didn't see them no more. It was two new groups. They just switched mm-hmm. them out. Just yep. out. Wherever the other two went, they went. Maybe a different store, maybe another position. But your time, whatever, however long their time was, was there, they served it, and now they're going to do something else. That's right. And like I said, they'll take that check and go to um, Western Union. Mm-hmm. Cast that check and send half or if not most of it off to the families and go about their lives. It's just nothing is wrong. Meanwhile, we have our full check and we're looking at it like this. It's not going to work. Right. <laughs> this ain't going to work. Well, the reality, the statistics show um, that the majority of people, the seven billion people on the planet, 99 Point nine percent of the seven billion people on the planet live on less than one dollar a day. So it, the statistics came out, I think, by the um, WHO organization and some other international conglomerates trying to, you know, compiling all this data to see uh, who exactly the 1% is. So the reality of it is, is that living in America, having income in America, we are already a part of the 1% living on, you know, substantial income. It's the mindset and the consciousness that is the issue particularly for us foundation foundational black americans so to balance it out my suggestion is you know that we you know begin find some people who you can trust and you can work with and you can build a level of trust and it does not have to be a whole bunch of people we started out uh, talking about not being everybody's cup of tea, you know, in our family, you know, I started a, a, a wealth group. It's probably only going to be one or two of us out of the 40 people in the chat. That's going to actually put 
resources together that's going to actually come together and read about how to build generational wells and actually um you know uh you know bring forth those precepts it's not easy it's easier to be like let me just lay down and you know sit down and watch tv or netflix and chill or be on my phone it's easier it takes a lot of courage it takes a lot of humility and intention and for something greater, a love for something greater than yourself, like your own selfish pursuits um, to really try to come together with somebody. But I suggest you do that. Find somebody that you can build a level of trust with. And then y'all take your time like water dripping on a rock and build that trust and work with each other and do the best you can. You can't all trip out about, you know, things, the first little thing that go wrong, you know, the position is, okay, let's make sure we have an understanding. Let's not leave anything to our own imaginations. Let's sit down. Let's have a talk. Let me make sure I understand what you um, meant to do. Let me let you, let me make sure you understand what I meant to do and let's work it out. That has to be our forward, non-negotiable movement. How can we work it out? How can we work it out? Because we got to work it out, you know? And, you know, you and whoever you find that you can build a level of trust with position of gratitude, not of victimhood or entitlement, gratitude, I'm grateful, not for, we're not even going to look at, we understand the problems, but let's focus on what we can do and do it one step at a time to to the best of our ability with the irrevocable understanding that what comes, comes what may, we're going to not go through a third party or let anybody else tell us what the other one thinks we are going to come together and see how to work out what we need to work out. And that is, you know, how we can quote unquote hustle like we immigrants, you know? So it's all good. You know, they are, they're here, they're doing what they're supposed to do, working together, getting their success and taking care of their families and building family and generational wealth. We have our own different Um, dynamics and um, circumstances that we have to work around. I heard Darius Daniels, a pastor, say, you can be successful with how you are. You just got to figure out your flow. And we're doing it. There's people in Atlanta building tiny home communities, cottages. It's like literally, literally thousands of businesses and cooperatives and collectives that foundational Black Americans are building. The media is showing us the ones drinking and fighting and whatever else. But really, it's literally thousands of us and that's I'll, doing it. And I'll be honest, and this is just some thoughts that I've been having, and so you mm-hmm. spot on. Um, two things, right? We go to work and we do whatever our boss tells us to do, whether we want to do it or not. Mm-hmm. And we tend to kind of take off when we get home because why we just got finished doing something for eight to 10 hours we didn't want to do. And then we're going to give nobody else that privilege with leads to issues within the house with your spouse. Mm-hmm. Your spouse might have a request, but guess who's not going to oblige you mm-hmm. because I just got finished doing something for somebody else. 
Mm-hmm. For me, my thinking process is when we're out here starting our own businesses and we're doing what we want to do, it's a trickle-down effect. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, you're still going to stress because of the pressure. It's now all on you. Stress is mm-hmm. going to go nowhere, but it's how you deal with the stress. And stress is also can be your friend. That's just my opinion. Mm-hmm. Well, stress can be your best friend. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you are running your own businesses, when you're you know creating the wealth, it trickles down to now your, your partner, to mm-hmm. your family. To your friends, um, yep. because your freedom is priceless. Yeah, um, the work that you're like you're not overworking yourself. I mean, you you mm-hmm. can, but it's it's a difference between somebody else overworking you and you overworking yourself. There's been plenty of times where I've had I've looked at the clock and saw it's 10 p.m. Jarrell, get off mm-hmm. the computer, relax. Mm-hmm. That's not mm-hmm. a stress. That's not my boss saying you can't leave yet right. until the job is done. Those are two different overworking you know yourself. So. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to find time for. I'm just going to say, it, find time for yourself. Yep. Um, this podcast is not about leaving your job and go hustle like an immigrant somewhere else. Nope. But if you're going to work, find time. If you can find time mm-hmm. for your employer, you can find time for yourself. Yeah. And start to build, get with like-minded people, and you'll see mm-hmm. that. Um, you know, once you let go of what's been holding you down, even though it pays the bills. It's just a huge trickle down effect to overall happiness and joy um, that you can now, you know, share with your family. A lot of us are miserable because we work at a job. I think Mm -hmm. we talked about this last week or the week before. Working Mm -hmm. at a job that you really don't want to be at, but it pays the bills. Well, you know, the pushback on that. I mean, I hear what you're saying. Did we lose your mic? No, I'm here. Oh, okay. So I just want to push back on that a little bit. Immigrant communities don't give a damn about their personal time. They mm-hmm. are working whether they like the job or not. It has nothing to do with them liking the job. It has to do with the vision. So they will not give up no anchor income. They're not going to give up no income. Well, here's the difference. You know? Here's the difference yeah. between them. And like you mm-hmm. you hit on it. I just simplify yeah. things. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's their good. structure. It's, it's their structure. That's so right. when they're out there working, there's, mom is still home raising all the children. That's so right. what I'm saying for us, both mm-hmm. part both partners are working. Yep. Kids are at school and at the at school program. You barely see them. That's right. Both everybody's frustrated. Who's cooking? Who's cleaning? So our That's structure right. is off. You said it. I'm just saying, um, sp- because we are how we are. Yep. How do we fix it? Yeah, we, we can't, gotta find. Yeah, yep. we can't fix. We can't. I can't just tell, you know, the missus, mm-hmm. you don't have to work no more. You can just be. She might not want to do that. Right. She, <laughs> she might, might not. She <laughs> might not want to do that. She might got entrepreneur uh, goals herself. Right. Um, so now we got to figure that out. But the immigrants, they do come over here. Um, mm-hmm. Typically, somebody's home with the children, raising That's them. Right. While That's right. somebody else is out all hours out the day and they mm-hmm. come home to, to mm-hmm. food a mm-hmm. good time like you said because they're not stressed about their job mm-hmm. there's always music playing there's yeah. always some type of <laughs> alcohol there's always music <laughs> those other coaches there's always music playing there's always a good right. time they right. pull up with their little work truck they still they, they keep their dirty clothes on and they right. just party <laughs> yeah <laughs> so <laughs> yeah 
Well, I mean, you did simplify it. I appreciate that, you know, and the bottom line is we got to find our flow. You know, we have to create, we don't have organic structure like we used to, you know, Uh, rounding out um, this, this talk here. That is why the grandmothers, the families, everybody lived in the same house because while you were out working, the grandparents would care for the children or the aunties or whatever. We have to now create support structures so that we can do what we need to do and being the most fabulous you know dna created we're going to find our flow we are already finding our flow you know uh, a few years back the secretary um uh, united states uh secretary of commerce said that the majority the economy was keeping afloat being kept afloat by the businesses started by African-American women. Foundational Black American women. And now we see foundational Black American men really coming up as well. So we're doing it. We find our flow. I'm just, you know, uh, sounding the horn Mm -hmm. and saying, switch your attention to gratitude Put your, like you said, Flaw, put your support systems in place, even if you have to create them, find who you can build trust with and find who you can create a circle of love, a circle of abundance, a circle of prosperity for you and your family, you know, even if you have to create that and work with who can work with you, who you can build that trust with, you know. But we'll be all right. We already all right. We just need, you know, to keep our eye on the focus. And what's due us will come. That's just universal Mm -hmm. law. But we can't be focused on it and whining about it and being held into little boy, little girl trap. That's what I wanted to share. Mm -hmm. So I hope that's helpful for everyone. Flaw, any last words? Absolutely. Or closing remarks? Hmm? Absolutely it is. I just want to let everybody know. It's week four, the 24-hour fast. What time is it? I'm still going strong. <laughs> um, Snow Thang, I advise you not to jump into just, you know, 24-hour fast. Uh, work mm-hmm. your way into it. I've been fasting for years. Mm-hmm. Um, and as far as this episode, please, please check it out. Listen to it. Share it with your friends. These are the type of conversations we need as a people, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'll be honest to say that every session here, I feel like I'm a better person afterwards, you know, uh, this is oh. therapeutic. Um, mm-hmm. it's a level of understanding. There's a lot of things happening in the world. And sometimes you just need somebody to simplify for you. And that's all a therapist does. Mm-hmm. You tell a therapy, you tell a therapist, this, I got X, Y, Z going on. And therapist will just say, well, it's called this. And you go, oh. mm-hmm. and that's what the mind, body, energy and balance podcast is as well. Um, mm-hmm. uh, we talk about some real things happening in real time in real life. And once you get to see it from the other side of the coin, you then can um, attach yourself to that situation and make improvements. A lot Mm -hmm. of times, like you said, when you play the blame game, you're not necessarily thinking of ways of self-improvement because blame game means it's not my fault. I will do nothing to fix this. You'll fix it. Most times. But it's okay to go. You owe me. doesn't matter who is. You owe me. Mm -hmm. But you know what? Mm -hmm. I'm still going to get mine. I'm healthy enough. I'm smart mm-hmm. enough. I'm intelligent. I still got all the tools that it takes to get it done myself. 
And mm-hmm. if they want to drop off some of that 70 trillion or whatever it was, I'll take that too. <laughs> but until then. Right. Right. But until so, then, I'm going to mm-hmm. go get mine. That's right. That's right. Well said. All right, y'all. Till next time. Peace and love.